Welcome, Gutter Trash, episode 19. Number 19. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's been so long since we've done one of these. Yeah. Like, Al- almost an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you've listened to last uh, week's episode. Yeah. Um, this is actually part two of our doubleheader. Seriously. <laughs> wow. Oh, it's so awesome, though. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm excited. Hurry up and pick a comic so we can do it right after this. Sweet, I've we'll got one already. We'll just read, pick something we both read and we'll just do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pick uh, uh, Batman Year One. Nah, it's been too long. Okay, yeah. I was like twelve. Uh, I'm, I'm like forty now. Right. Uh, shit, I don't know any comics we both read. Yeah. Uh, other than the ones we've already read. <laughs> a review for and some of his I haven't even read I just <laughs> I just saw a review online and <laughs> it's like Umbrella Academy sounds pretty good oh man so how are you <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm great that's good alright uh, yeah all of our we've, we've already wasted all of our smart talk Small talk. Maybe this was a bad oh, idea. Well, well, I think it's actually. I mentioned uh, last episode. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> <laughs> I went to uh, I went to the Dayton Art in- Art Institute. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I looked at some art. There was some neat art there. A bunch of it I'd seen before, but some I hadn't. Um, but one thing that I thought was really cool, and I had seen this before, but I, I had forgotten all about it. Probably one of the coolest things in there, at least for me on a geek level, being a comic book nerd, was this African sculpture from, I think it was from, I think it was from the 18th century, I think it was like 17-something, by by this tribe called the Himba, Himba tribe, and they were like in the, uh, it's like the Democratic Republic of the Congo or something, I mean, I, I don't know exactly. But uh, I need to write down the information. They won't even let you take ink pens or pencils in there. Yeah, that's. I don't. Yeah. No, no cameras either, so you have to yeah. remember everything. And I used to smoke a lot of weed, so I don't remember a lot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, no, there was this really cool sculpture. It was only like you know maybe eight inches tall, but it was this this thing from from this group of people from the Himba tribe called the Buhabo. Uh huh. And what they were basically, this is, this is, bear with me on this. Right. They were this group of people from this tribe that were healers, diviners, and crime fighters. <laughs> okay. All right. Stay All with, right. stay uh, with me. I'm with you. Um, now these seven, these 18th century crime fighters would take a personal object that belonged to them and meant something special, and they would put it in a gourd, like a hollowed out gourd, you know? Right. And they would attach it to this little statue, like the, that they had at the museum. And they would attach the statue to the gourd and seal it up. And eventually, they believed that the power of the statue, with their personal item, uh, started inheriting some sort of superpower. And then they became superpowered crime fighters. <laughs> there was fucking. Superheroes, 200 years before Stan Lee or Siegel and Schuster or any of those people thought of it. Nice. It kind of blew me away when I read about it. 
and created by the Africans. And Just yeah. like everything else in the world. Everything else good. Yeah. Come on. Civilization, my friend. <laughs> and superheroes. Did they wear tights at least? I, it didn't say anything about capes. I think m- they may have mentioned a Batmobile-esque kind of cart. Oh, sweet. But, yeah. The bat signal? Or, <laughs> uh, is there vibranium? Vib- Come on. Is that from X-Men or Flash? I... Uh, uh, it's from Black Panther. I just lost all kinds of points. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Come oh. on, dude. <laughs> Vibranium? It's the metal that's in Wakanda. Wakanda? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I've never read an issue of Black Panther. But ever. you like to suck on the Kirby cock. Uh, I do like Kirby. And you know, the only... I, I used to... I used to... I was, went through this phase where I wanted a page of art by everybody that I that I love in comics. Right. And I was like, I gotta have a Jack Kirby page. That's gonna be expensive. And I looked online, and I looked for, like, weeks. And the only thing I could find that was remotely, and, and I say remotely in my price range, was a Black Panther page, and it was $3,000. That was the cheapest Kirby page I could find, and I did not buy it because... That's well, it's three thousand dollars. Yeah, that's and because it was Black Panther. <laughs> you just don't give a shit. I, well, I've never read Black Panther, but it was awesome. Page, it was a really good page. There's, there's quite a few Jack Kirby things I've never read, like the Dingbats or just some weird Dingbats. Yeah, it was some like DC greaser gang. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I, oh, but, but uh. I still am on the lookout for a Kirby page. Like, if anybody has a Commandy page or whatever. Cheap. Yeah. Yeah. I am talking, like... $100. Uh, $150? I'd go, like, $600 for any Kirby page. Wow. Uh, you probably could find something eventually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's probably going to be, you know... It's like, going to uh, be from, like... One of his romance comics or something or, like that. Or, like, one of his tops, like, victory comics or something. <laughs> it's going to have, like, Bill Clinton playing a saxophone. Maybe uh, maybe it'll be a page from that uh, autobiographical anthology he did. Uh, he was part of. Oh yeah, that was actually pretty cool. Uh, uh, streetwise. Yeah, yeah, that was good. I have to say that was probably some of the best Kirby art I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I am not a Kirby fan. Like like many of my hated uh, enemies. <laughs> no, my my brother and me had this conversation years ago. He he can't stand Kirby either. Um, I can see why people don't like him, but I love some Kirby. I like uh, Gene Colon. Gene Colon? Yeah. Ain't bad. Yeah. yeah. But seriously, wow. Never never read a Black Panther comic, a comic with Black Panther in it. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I've read some... Was, yeah. I'm sure I've read some 80s Marvel Black Panther, and uh, I like appearances in what... what? Avengers, Defenders, like what all was he in? Uh, Avengers, definitely. Um, Defenders, maybe? I don't know about the Defenders. I'm not too uh, savvy on my Defenders history. I know I've read books with him, and I've just... I don't know anything about the character, really. It's been years and years. He's T'Challa, and he's uh, the king of Wakanda. I know he's married to Storm. He is married to Storm. Uh, Which is hot, because she's quite a looker. Uh, sure. Uh, At least in her white Storm is, like, my least favorite X-Men character of all time. Of all time? All time. Counting, uh... Yes. (laughs) I don't care what Rifle creation you're gonna say, yes. Annual number nine, where Puck was an honorary member? Yes. 
That's not true. I just made that up. I don't care. I think nine was the Asgardian War crossover. Uh, wouldn't have that been a, a puck issue? Didn't was Alpha Flight involved in that? I the New Mutants were. I don't know about Alpha Flight. That's uh, back when Storm had her cool white mohawk, though. Oh yeah, that's the best time for that character ever. <laughs> I seriously really hate Storm. Worst X Men character ever. Just ridiculous. Didn't she do something where uh, something about coming out of a a grave or something. something? Yeah, she's claustrophobic because she was once buried alive. And yeah, that's what She was. took every opportunity to mention that, and, and <laughs> every villain took every opportunity to bury her alive. And <laughs> Even if she was in a room this size, she would get claustrophobic because she was once buried alive as a child. Uh, this room's only 8 by 10. <laughs> and did you know that Psylocke, her psychic blade, was the... Focus totality of all her telepathic powers. Really? Yes. And Scott Summers, his destructive eye beams could only be held back by his ruby quartz lenses. Wow. Chris Claremont. He's going to be in Dayton, Ohio in like two months. Is he? He's at Jim City Con this year. Seriously? Yeah. Oh my God. How weird is that? That is super weird. <laughs> you know, the guy. Lost his shit like 20 years ago, but, you know, it it always comes down to the fact that I'm, like, you know, super secret mega X-Men fan. Well, I I think it boils down to he had that one really cool idea where he's like, I'll turn the X-Men and the superhero team into, like, a social issue dealing with racism and... You know, homophobia or whatever. I like, think Stan Lee did that first in the sixth. Well, but he kind of... Not qu- well. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, I mean, they, they really did a good job equating, you know, like, well, what would happen if, you know, the world was, you know, turned on these this group of people, like mutants, instead of, you know, like a certain race or sex or creed or whatever. And that was a good idea, and then they just kind of beat it in the ground. And I think the problem was, was uh, basically that, uh, you can tell I've had a couple beers. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Uh, the problem is that uh, Chris Claremont comes from the the school of writers that comics are for kids. So he writes his comics for kids, mm-hmm. and he sticks with the the old school rules of of comic storytelling, uh, which is you know every issue is somebody's first. So every introductory panel of a character, they have to explain their you know, basic purpose in life. Right. You know, and their powers, like, in that panel. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, you know, have a, a, a narration caption and a thought bubble and a speech balloon. <laughs> All telling you the same thing. Right. Uh, Mentioning, like, what they don't realize is that I actually am Right, Cyclops. right, right. That sort of thing. And so... The fact that you know in 2009 he still is is pretty much sticking with that style of writing, while everyone else has has sort of tried to move comics beyond that. Right. You know his work comes off as very antiquated and lame. I've, I haven't read Gen like Gen X or whatever else he's written in the last 20 years. Uh, I've I tried to read. Uh, when he returned into the X-Men back in, like, 2000. And it was just sort of a shock to the system at how bad it was. But it, I don't think it was bad. I just think it was just so overwritten. Right. That, you know... It was a dated style. Right, right. Well, didn't he do some sort of super team for 
I don't know, Malibu or some other company. DC. Sovereign 7. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he did do Sovereign 7. Yeah. But, but yeah, he owned that, uh, even though it was published by DC and set in the DC universe, he had the rights to that book. Which, you know, of, is pretty good it doesn't cool. know. Well, still, I mean, you got to thank you. I mean, for DC. For, for any, for Marvel or DC to, to give the ownership of a book. You know, and DC's been pretty good about doing that occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, ah, there was a Keith Giffen book where I think he owned the rights. Oh, was it a... Uh, he might have been vexed. Oh, what was the other one? That was like this weird futuristic world, Rain... Something. Oh, uh, Rain of the Zodiac? Rain, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he, yeah, he owned that as well. That was one of the weirdest books I've ever read. I, yeah, I tried reading that. I got like two issues into it and I had to give it up. I don't even remember when that book got canceled or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. I don't think it made it too far, like yeah. eight, or, eight or ten maybe. Ah. Uh, but I mean, so I mean, you mentioning the Claremont coming to Dayton, I, uh, it really kind of makes me want to yeah. dig up some old X Men and go and, and you know, get them to autograph some, just because I have that nostalgia, you know. Yeah. But you know, I I know in my heart that the stories aren't. Easy they don't to hold read up. Anymore. I I yeah. actually read some of his X Men like about a year ago that yeah. I remembered loving, and yeah, not too cool. Yeah. It's it was almost like the complexity level of one of those Hostess Twinkie ads. <laughs> With, like, a social issue thrown in. Right, right. But, wow, that's probably the most apt way to describe that. <laughs> wow, yeah, you you get a nail on the head. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, hey, you can go speak to him in person. I think it's April 4th. It's the first weekend in April yeah. at the Wright State University in yeah. Dayton. I've gone the past couple of years, but uh, I don't know if Chris Claremont's going to be there. I mean, that's tempting. That's pretty cool. Frank uh, Brenner's going to be there, too. He's there a couple of years ago. Was Last he? time I went. Okay, I hadn't, yeah. I hadn't seen him. Uh, I probably won't go, just because I'm lazy. It's all the way. It's all the way on the other side of. I know. Uh, you know it's like that's like a ten minute drive. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to deal 15, with the hassle? Yeah. Right. Parking. It's oh. Down by Wright State. Yeah. All those college kids yeah. everywhere. And cars and. Oh, there's and Myers is nearby, so there'd be you know, you know grocery traffic. Oh. Yeah. It started in the grocery traffic. Uh, my parents lived me there. I'd have to stop by for dinner. All oh, right, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to avoid doing that for a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <coughs> <coughs> that's cool, though. That seems like kind of a coup for uh, Gem City. Yeah, that's uh, it's like the next level. Well, how many years have they been doing it? Three, four, four? This is the fourth? I think so. Yeah. Uh, didn't they have Marv Wolfman last year? I believe Marv Wolfman was there. And and I know uh, Gene Ha was supposed to go, but he uh, uh, didn't. Same with uh, Paul Gulesi. Yeah. Uh, I know Dan Davis was there. Yeah, he's been there multiple years. Uh, who else was there? Michael Golden was there one year. Yeah, Michael Golden. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's... Tom Williams was there last year. He's always there. Well, there. Uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty good show. They they got growing there, mm-hmm. you know, especially for for being you know uh, buttfuck Dayton, Ohio. Yeah, uh, worst city in the world. Bill uh, Bill from Fearless Readers puts it on, I believe. Uh, him and a guy, I want to say Jesse Noble. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember corresponding with him when you know I was getting tables and everything, but whatever. Uh, Good job, fellas. Yeah, uh, anyone uh, within range should go and, and meet Chris Claremont. Yeah. Uh, I won't be there. And Tom Williams. Yeah, and Tom Williams, he's good. He did a fantastic four page for me. Yeah. Yeah, uh, a good one. A darn good one. One of, one of the few good ones. <laughs> nah, there's only one, two, two pages that you've gotten that I, I dislike. Does that include yours? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, I like all of them. They're all like, they're all like my stepkids. Yeah. Meanwhile, your real kids are, are being neglected. Speaking of neglected kids, uh-huh. watched a movie. <laughs> I was trying to think of a segue. Yeah, that was that was poor. Yeah. Uh, ah, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a movie you picked uh, just a couple hours ago. Yeah, <laughs> it liter- literally, literally, because I, I, I was stuck on what movie to pick. But yeah, we ended up with Shoot 'Em Up. Uh, which happened to have in my personal collection. Yeah, we didn't have to wait for Netflix yeah. to right. deliver to us. So we decided, what the hell, we were probably going to watch like two hours of Rescue Me anyway. Yeah. So. Although I didn't get any drawn, because every time we watch TV shows, I have a rule. I always draw while we watch TV. Yeah. But it's kind of hard to watch a movie and draw, especially... Yeah. Especially if you're going to review it. Especially if you're going <laughs> to review it. And you haven't seen it before. Yeah. Right, right. So... Yeah, so... Wow, did we already mention this name of the movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Shoot him up. Shoot him up. Just in case. I forget. <laughs> uh, Clive Owen and... Clive Owen. Paul, Paul Giamatti. Giamatti Monica, Monica Bellucci. Um, Stephen McCaddy. Who was that? Uh, Stephen the Thugs? He was the, 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 the guy that owned the, the gun company. Oh, okay. Uh, he's been in tons of other movies, but always yeah. sort of his... He's one of those guys. He's, he's, he kind of looks like a Lance Hendrickson stunt double. Yes, yes, he does. <laughs> that he does indeed. Um, so yeah, uh, you'd seen it before. I've seen it. I yeah. watched it uh, with my ex once. Uh-huh. Uh, that was about a year and a half ago or so, uh, and uh, I had rented it from Netflix at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, obviously, I liked it so much that uh, I got a copy of my own. Nice. So, uh, very, yeah. very few movies that I rent that I will, you know, seek out, you know, my own personal copy of. So, uh, good job on that movie. Well, yeah, me being the, uh, like, non-connected person that I am, I've never even seen a trailer for Shoot 'Em Up. Mm-hmm. I've just heard that it was really good. And they were right. Yeah. I really liked that movie. Didn't I tell you that it was good? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And my friend Jeremy that works with me at Maverick's uh, Cars and Comics located 2312 East Uh He also <laughs> told me it was really good. And he was right. It was like, you know what it reminded me of more than anything? It reminded me of playing with my action toys when I was a little kid. Like playing with my G.I. Joes, yeah. my Indiana Jones figures... Making them do all kinds of crazy stuff yeah. that defied all logic, laws, yeah, yeah. laws of reality, and but in such a way that it was so much fun. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's an action movie in almost every sense of the word. Uh, within a minute of the movie starting, uh, there's gunplay already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it does not waste your fucking time at all. 
And when it does slow down, it does it for maybe a minute or two, and then picks right back the fuck up. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. It's like just tons of action, yeah. over-the-top action scenes woven together. And it's awesome. <laughs> well, the coolest part, you said, you mentioned that less than a minute into it, there's there's gunplay, but even before that, there's comedy. Like oh, yeah. It's like letting you know, like, okay, this is going to be funny, and then and then they just, like... Release yeah. the action. It's like a, it's like a, uh, the, the, the geyser of of uh, action craziness. Yeah, uh, I had seen the trailer for the movie because uh, I'm I'm a nerd and I am connected, connected. occasionally. Uh, so I saw the trailer on uh, Apple, uh, you know, before the movie came out, and as soon as I saw it. Uh, I mean, I kind of knew that, you know, it was going to be one of those movies that, uh, wasn't going to be too serious, Mm -hmm. and, uh, it really did look like, you know, just a fun action movie, and so I wanted to see it, and, uh, going into it and knowing that, uh, I was still surprised by how funny the movie was. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, when you see it, uh... And just how ridiculously over the top it is, and how that could have failed in so many ways. Oh, it could have turned into a Saturday Night Live spoof kind of. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. somehow they just always managed to keep it above uh, uh, just the trash level. Yeah. Well, you could tell they obviously. I, who, I we keep saying they. I forget who directed that. I have no idea. I Mike, can look it up. It was like Mike something. Uh, uh, Mike Smith. But you could tell, obviously, Mike Smith has watched <laughs> <laughs> he's watched a ton of action movies because, I mean, there's some really like really well put together action scenes. Yeah. But it's so over the top and such a, it, it's like a spoof and an homage at the same time. Yeah. It's sort of like a like a you know like Guar. They obviously love metal. Right. But they obviously are good at it too. Are, yeah, they're good at it. Yeah. But they. They see the joke of of the you know personas that a lot of those metal uh, bands take, yeah. and they just take it so over the top that it it becomes an homage and a and a joke at the same time. Michael Davis is the director. of Michael Shudder. Davis. Uh, uh, speak. What else has he done? Uh, that's a good question. Uh. <laughs> um, it, it's almost like a. Like this, you know, this should be the end of those kind of movies. The just entertaining gunshot movies for no yeah. reason. Like once they see us, like, well, okay, you know, there's been like 800 of those. Right. We should do something a little bigger, something a little more. Well, you know, uh, there hasn't. Well, the movie did pretty much fail, I believe. Uh, did it really? Yeah, it did bombed, and uh, it's I think gonna forever be relegated to. Uh, cult status but uh, I think had it been successful we probably would be seeing more movies like it yeah but like you know since it came out I think there's been there is I think a distinct lack of action movies out in, uh, in the theaters except for like car chase movies I mean, I can't even think of Anything. I was thinking of like, like Death Race 2000 and... Uh, well, I, wouldn't, I haven't seen and the that, remake. And the... the what's transporter. The crank. Crank. 
Oh, was it My Bloody Valentine when we saw the trailer the, the for the new one? Crank 2. Oh, that looks fucking terrible. Yeah. See, that looks <laughs> like they just don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, uh, oh man. That's like there's Norwegian black metal bands that are take it over the top, but in the wrong direction over right, the top. Right, right, right. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of metal. Yeah. <laughs> the. Um, movie has a pretty kick-ass soundtrack. Oh my gosh. I, yeah, I, Guilty Pleasure, uh, Kickstart My Heart by Motley Crue. <laughs> oh man, that's such a good song. ACDC, I mean. Nirvana, Motorhead. Yeah, I mean, there's all these like awesome like songs that, you know, you don't, like sometimes you're like, oh, I, I, well, I don't really listen to, mo- I mean, you know, I don't, I mean, yeah, I've, when I was a kid, listened to Motley Crue, but now I'm more into Sugar Rose, and, you know, but. <laughs> you may say that. But. <laughs> No, I mean, I'm still, I'm still into poison like a, like a nut, but, uh. You're but, rocking the poison tattoo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but those are all songs that, like, if you heard them first thing in the morning, your day would be a little bit better, you know? Yeah. You'd wake up a little bit easier. You might even, like, be in a better mood if, I mean, you know, I mean, those are kick-ass songs, even <laughs> though they're ACDC and Motley Crue or whatever. I mean, they really do, they rock. <laughs> Alright, so Michael Davis has not done a ton of things. Uh, before Shoot 'em Up, he did a movie called Monster Man. Never heard of it. Uh, Girl Fever, aka 100 Women. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. 100 Girls. Never heard of it. Eight Days a Week. Never heard of it. And Beanstalk. Hmm. And as a writer, he wrote Double Dragon, the screenplay. Oh, man. <laughs> Maybe that was what did it. He wrote this and he was like, that was the worst piece of shit. It was, it's like over-the-top gumball action. Uh, yeah, but, oh, wow. What a good job Clive Owen did. He's a comedian. Yeah. He's the straight man. The main. The, he's the main action dude, but he's such a, like, he sells it. Yep. I have, uh, like, you know, I don't run out and see every Clive Owen movie that comes out. But every Clive Bowen movie that I've seen, I've loved. Uh, and uh, when I saw this, Clive Owen was in two of my favorite movies that I saw in that year. Sin City? Uh, no. Hmm. Uh, this and uh, Children of Men. Oh, yeah, that was him. I Probably that. the most polar opposite of movies <laughs> yeah. that you could ever be in. Exactly. <laughs> wow, yeah, I forgot and that. so awesome in both. Yeah, he was. He was great in Children of Men. Oh, that's such a good movie. Uh, but, but, like, his timing and, like, the way he sells, like, eat, chomping a carrot instead of smoking a cigarette. <laughs> right. I mean, he sells that so well. that When the movie opens up and it's, like, a, just a close-up of his face and he looks so badass and... It's, like, just his eyes. off, yeah. yeah. And you're just... And you know he's the hero of the movie, so you're expecting... Oh man, what the fuck is he gonna do now? He's in a duel or right, something. Yeah. And he eats a carrot. <laughs> <laughs> he's waiting on a bus, he's eating a carrot. Yeah. <laughs> Drinking a cup of coffee. Oh. <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, lots of carrots in the movie. Tons of carrots, carrot jokes, yeah. carrot deaths. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, the first time I saw it, <laughs> when I saw the first carrot death, yeah. uh, I was just. It was at that point that I knew that I was going to love this movie. I was like, I can't believe he killed a guy with a carrot. And then, like, 
by then the movie he's done it a couple more times and it never gets old. You're like, what? Just kill a million with a carrot? That was hilarious. Uh, Paul Giamatti. Uh, I don't know if he's great in this movie, but he's good and he's funny. Yeah, and he's really funny and and he, he I think he works really well as the the leader of the bad guy gang. Yeah. Like that's that seems like a good I mean he sort of almost was that in Planet of the Apes. I mean he was like the I mean there was not a gang, but he was like the yeah. sort of shysty kinda bad guy. Yeah. But yeah, he was I thought he was a good choice. Yeah. Uh I mean definitely you don't expect him to be you know, opposite of an action. You know, <laughs> right. or, or, or uh you know what I'm trying to say. He's uh, a little he's a little goofy. Yeah, yeah. You don't expect him to be in an action movie as you know, the antagonist, you right. know, performing his own action <laughs> stuff. But he sells it, he sells it really well. And, like, the, the character's personality is, is uh, you know, pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, he's such a fleshed-out character. You, I mean, you get to know about his, like, wife and kids and yeah. his, <laughs> uh, his creepy sexual interests. And he's... Yeah. He was a pretty good character, actually. Yeah. And and they changed it up a little bit because he was, like, sort of the uh, the guy that busted in ahead of his gang, you know? Instead of, like, usually nine times out of ten in those movies, they, like... Stay behind. Yeah. Or from the shadows. Yeah, but he was always leading the forefront. Yeah, he was, like, kicking the doors and shooting guns. And <laughs> and it's Paul Giamatti. I mean, the guy, the goofy guy, the sideways and uh, American Splendor. You don't yeah. think of him as, like you said, you don't think of him action Right, action right. doesn't pop in your head when you think of but yeah I thought he was he was cool yeah. Monica Bellucci Monica Bellucci always awesome to watch she's great yeah uh, not I, a, the greatest actress in the face of the year you know I can't even I can't think of another movie I've seen with her in it uh Brothers Grimm okay she was the the old uh which oh, was she? Yeah, okay, well, the, the villain of that movie didn't recognize her. Yeah, um, and uh, Matrix, whatever the second one was. Really? Yeah. Who was she in the Matrix? Uh, she was the wife of the Merovingian. Oh, okay. That was that was a funny scene. Uh, <laughs> I really disliked the the Matrix sequels. Yeah, it, I agree. It, Bitter taste. The first one was awesome. Yeah, they should have left it alone, or uh, done the other two better. This, well, this this is like this is a good take on uh, I mean, what the Matrix started because it had so much over the top action, right? And shoot 'em up does too, but it just makes it so so much more Fun. enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, uh, cause yeah, the, yeah. You're right. I think the Matrix started that sort of trend of, of uh, hyper action yeah pushing it to the limit and people took it in the wrong directions mm-hmm. and they started making everything so you know there's bullet time in every movie that, right, that and, came out that year right and uh, you know people can jump up in the air and you know hold their hang time for like five minutes so the camera can pan around in a half right, circle right around you know, the, they all miss the fact that you know well in the matrix they were in the Matrix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it kind of works for a reason. Right. They were like if they shot every movie like uh, Memento. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, why is uh, Bride Wars shot like Memento? 
<laughs> Why am I watching Bride Wars anyway? No matter how it's shot. Um. Then there's uh. Fuck! I had a, a point with this. Oh, oh the uh, hyper action. Oh yeah, the the thing that like, everyone always, you know, they, they they took the Matrix and they made it and so that every action scene is like a super close up. And it goes really fast, and you can't see anything that's fucking going on. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's just, that's not a good way to, to do an action movie. In the Matrix, though? Well, not so much in the Matrix, but it, it seems like after the Matrix, that's when they right. really started becoming like that shaky, a trend. There's like a shaky close-up action. Yeah. I mean, maybe that was just a Michael Bay thing, I don't know, but, uh... I mean, it just really seems like when the Matrix became popular, that's when that sort of started after right, that. Right. Whether the Matrix had that or not, I don't really remember. But you know, it just seems like that was one of those trends. And yeah, we. Yeah, no, that's like a, it seems like that's a, a pretty much an American thing too. Because if you watch Japanese movies, right. they they like to show you like uncut scenes of like people right. people fighting or jumping or whatever. Yeah. Like not just kung fu movies, but any right. kind of action. And in America, they're like, well, it'd be easier if we just, you know, show their arm and then cut to blackness. And mm-hmm. then That's, uh, uh, last week I watched, uh, uh Kung Fu Hustle, mm-hmm. uh, which, uh, you know, there's a lot of fight scenes in that. And yeah, I mean, you can see everything perfectly clear. I mean, it's all CGI and stuff, but uh-huh. I mean, you know, it's fast paced, it's quick, but perfectly clear you know right. everything that happens right uh, and then like uh, what was it the new Transformers trailer debuted mm-hmm. during the Super Bowl yeah I watched that I could not tell you a goddamn thing that happened in it <laughs> were there uh, there were action scenes and there were cars and robots uh, <laughs> but they were all a goddamn fucking blur I, I still haven't seen that trailer I've, I saw the G.I. Joe one which it looks kind of like one of those Matrix rip-off action kind of things. Yeah, and I'm 90% sure that's going to be a terrible movie, but yeah. I'm see it anyway. It, yeah. I wouldn't see that unless it was called G.I. Joe, because I loved G.I. Joe when I was a kid. Right. And uh, I sort of have a soft spot for all those characters. Yeah, me I mean, too. come on, Snow Job. That's hilarious. <laughs> but, but that yeah, that trailer looked like... Like a kid that was eleven year old wrote wrote the uh, right, right. wrote the scenes. Of course, I saw the teaser. I didn't see any of the story. I don't know what's going on in the movie, but right. Well, looked, I mean, yeah. At this point, that's all there is of it. It's just a teaser trailer. It's a little more than a teaser trailer, but you know, there's you no know, no story really right. revealed. It just looks kind of dumb. Yeah. Like I said, I'm expecting it to be a terrible movie, but mm-hmm. you know. I'll be a sucker and pay my eleven dollars for it. Really? Huh? Yeah. Well, eight dollars with student discount. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't been to school in four <laughs> years. <laughs> hey, if they only taught you one thing, it was that you can save on movies. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's worth it. Ah. Uh, oh man. I lo- oh, I loved how too at this movie, shoot 'em up. Uh, it starts out and you just see the word shoot 'em up during one of the action scenes. Yeah. But there's no credits, there's no opening like title sequence until the end of the movie. And then it's a really nice Awesome animated Yeah, yeah it's really <laughs> cool. It reminds me of a lot of those eighties movies where they had 
like weird characters and fonts and things like the characters would turn into the credits or it would somehow be part of the part of the visuals the credits would pop right, out of right. a character's gun or something it was an awesome awesome credit scene and yeah. at the very end of the movie yeah like you don't see the name of the i don't think the director or the actors at the beginning no yeah, it's just, just at the end the, the title of the movie yeah uh, one thing I wanted to mention, uh, the, one of the producers of this movie is a guy by the name of Jeff Katz, who, uh, co-wrote Booster Gold with Jeff Johns. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. And also wrote the, uh, <coughs> Freddy vs. Jason vs. Ash comic. Wow. <laughs> Which can't get away from the comics. Yeah. Because we're, we're comic nerds. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is probably the closest thing to, like, a comic book movie uh, without actually being based on any kind of a comic. Yeah, know. I could see that. Yeah. It was it was concise. Yeah. It wasn't, like, a two-hour epic. It was like right, pretty right. much an hour and a half. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the one thing I liked was, uh, well, I, mean, I like so much about this movie, but uh, one thing I did like was that they kind of almost try to give you an explanation of, like, you know, who the main guy is. Uh, who Clive Owen characters is, uh, but uh, like you're you're never given it for sure. You're never shown it. Right. You know they don't have to explain everything. It just is, and you just accept it and go. Yeah. Yeah. This movie is what the punish the new Punisher should have been. Yes. Because it was like enjoyable in parts where you're like, wow, that was so over the top. It was hilarious, and yeah. then and then it would just suck for like forty more minutes. Yeah. And, but this movie was like, <laughs> this movie was like everything that was good in that that new Punisher movie, and then and expanded no, upon. Yeah, yeah, and none of the bad parts. Right. Yep. I yeah, you're right. Garth Ennis, uh, you know, should be watching uh, shoot 'em up and <laughs> yeah. You know. He's like, no, this people. Yeah, this, this is what I'm is talking what, about. Yeah, this <laughs> is what I've been trying to do. Yeah. Uh, he's like, maybe lose the carrot thing. <laughs> but other than that, that was it. Yeah, replace carrot with landmine. Yeah, and you yeah, have the Punisher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. I do love carrots too. I know you do. I'm uh, I'm a fan of the carrot. I, I don't like it as much as you do. I enjoy you know the uh, flesh of dead animals. Yeah, yeah. You just, you don't see carrots in movies very often. No, you don't. And you see apples. Maybe yeah, a lot of people eating apples. Maybe bananas. A sandwich. Yeah, of some sort. Right. Yogurt. I've seen yogurt in, in movies. Oh, I'm just thinking of fruit in general. Just fruit in general? Fruit in general. Okay. Well, or, then, yeah, is, apples. Or vegetables. I guess that's. I guess carrots are vegetables. I don't know. Still. Yeah, the, uh, yeah apples and uh, bananas. And <laughs> if it's set in like a Caribbean island, you know, a coconut. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like a castaway. Yeah. Or yeah. Fifty First Dates. Uh, you've mentioned that I think like eight episodes in a row, <laughs> or maybe just uh, every time I've seen you the past eight times you've yeah. mentioned that movie. That's uh, good. Movie. It's uh, a good film. Yeah, I'll never see it. It's not. A, it's not a musical. Yeah, well, still, yeah, it's uh, it's an Adam Sandler movie. That's almost as bad. No, unless it's Punch Drunk Love, then uh, I really don't want to see him in a movie. Wedding Singer. That was good. That was I won't good. see it. Billy Idol is in it. Yeah. And it has singing in it. Well, not... I mean, you know. No, it has singing in it. And 
It's not like uh, Sound of Music or anything. But. Still, they're singing in it. I don't like singing yeah. in movies. I don't like singing in real life. How about in Reservoir Dogs when he's singing uh, Stuck in the Middle? He, when he's he's ch- not singing. Huh? Is he not? Uh-huh. Okay. He's dancing to it. That's like singing. Yeah. Singing with your body. But uh, I will admit that that's an uncomfortable part of the movie for me to watch. <laughs> yeah. Not because of he's not chopping the guy's ear. No, because of the, the dancing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, I'm I'm getting what you're laying down. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah, there's uh, gotta be more to talk about this. Movie. Yeah, well, the plots. I guess we could talk yeah. about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Starts out with a, a pregnant lady running away, and uh, Clive Bowen just waiting on his bus, chomping his carrots. Yeah. He's just wanting to have a you know decent bus ride home, but he can't help but take charge when he sees the lady in trouble. Yeah, and a hilarious scene: the the bad guy <laughs> comes swinging across the street and hits another car that's parked, and he can't get out. <laughs> so he gets out to the passenger side, and there's like. A ton of fucking trash just yeah. falls out of the car. Like fast food wrappers and everything just falls out of the car when he opens the door. Sadly, it reminds me of my car. But, yeah. you know, I keep everything in the back seat. Yeah. You know, so. yeah. <laughs> that was a great car crash, too. Yeah. That was such a good opener to the movie. That's kind of one thing I guess I'm kind of surprised about is that there were, there were no car chases in the movie. Uh, there was like a car duel. There's a car duel, but... Okay, well, yeah, I guess there was uh, a car chase there at the, the, that part that we're talking about. Maybe. And he chased the uh, the guy that wouldn't signal, <laughs> and signal, yeah. signal lane changes. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> one of uh, Clive Owen character's uh, biggest... Pet peeves. Pet, well, pet peeves, but his, his uh, biggest uh, character-defining thing in the movie is that he hates everything. Oh, yeah. Hey, and we'll gladly tell you about it. <laughs> He hates when people don't signal lane changes or they sip on their coffee yeah. out loudly and, and go, ah. <laughs> that is kind of annoying. Yeah. <coughs> um, so anyway, so yeah, so he uh, he sees this woman in trouble, goes to help her out. and um, Kind of gets caught up in a mess. Caught up in the middle of uh, everyone trying to kill her. Mm-hmm. And uh, she she winds up giving birth. Oh shit! Does it vomit a little bit? A little bit. Wow. Uh, because <laughs> uh, I was thinking about birthing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Girls in general. Icky. Icky. They're made out of like weird stuff. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> like cream and butter. <laughs> I do dislike butter. And Candy canes and, and cream. I and candy canes. Maybe icicles. I like icicles. Yeah. yeah. Wait, are we talking like icicles that form like on the roof? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mm-hmm. thought for a minute there. I was saying like some popsicles. candy. Oh yeah. Ooh, those are good. I like popsicles. I like the grape ones. I don't particularly like icicles because mm. those could fall and kill you. I made a popsicle out of a. This was just recently. Um, apple cider. I poured into, you know, the plastic trays that action figures come in yes. inside the package. Uh, my roommate had a wrestler action figure or something. Or I'm Robin. shocked. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, 
so we had the little plastic tray that the figure, you know, keeps him like right. pressed up against the bubble in the package. And I set him in the uh, freezer and poured apple cider in there and made a little wrestler popsicle. It was mm, awesome. Nice. It was pretty good. <laughs> ah, anyway. Uh. <laughs> uh, um, so he, he gets caught up in the mess. Yeah. yeah. And he uh, <clears throat> goes to save the woman and the baby, but uh, uh, while trying to flee, she just gets shot in the head. The woman. Yeah. yeah. Loses the woman. Loses the woman, takes the baby. And uh, Paul Jimmy, ah, fuck. <laughs> that guy that was in American Splendor. Uh, <laughs> uh, Judah Friedlander. Uh, <laughs> Paul Giamatti. Giamatti. God damn it. You just talk. Call him, just call him PG. PG. PG shows up. Yeah. And uh, he, he tries to, you know, get the baby back. Yeah. We don't know why. Nope. But why does this guy want a baby? Yeah. So, then action, action, action. Pretty <laughs> much. Yeah, that's all you need to yeah, know. Yeah. I know, like, trying to explain the story, it's like, mm-hmm. well, that is a, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, uh, it makes sense, but it's It like, makes sense, but you really don't need to know. Anyway, yeah, you yeah, just, yeah. Uh, you wouldn't get anything out of us telling you. No, you just got to sit back and, and, and watch. It's like a... It's, it's a big old fucking spectacle. It's like if Guar wrote The Matrix. That's what this movie is. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, I know the first time I watched it, uh, it was one of those things where, like, I just hadn't seen a good action movie in like a long time. Uh-huh. And I watched this movie, and I couldn't believe just how much I needed to see it. Oh yeah, you know, like it this, really filled the void. Yeah, like I didn't even know I had the void. Yeah, and <laughs> you're uh, like, you're like I haven't seen a good uh, parachuting gunfight since Point Break. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it really did. Uh, I hate Point Break, by the way. Oh. Uh, it's a good movie. It's boring as shit. Well, it's no shoot 'em up, but it's you know. It's true, but uh, yeah, like yeah, just uh, it uh, it really it got me jonesing for more action movies. But like I still haven't seen any good ones other than that. Right, I think uh, Smoke and Aces came pretty close. Mm, I haven't seen that. One. Uh, it's uh, it's definitely one of those sort of uh, turn your brain off, you know, just sit back and enjoy kind of movies. Uh, not that great because the the ending of it pretty much ruins the entire you know, previous hour and twenty minutes you watched. But Iron Man was a good action movie. Iron Man was good. Yeah, uh, I did really enjoy that. Um, Everybody keeps telling me all the uh, uh, transporters and all the uh, uh, what's the one with Matt Damon, the Born Identity or the Born the series. Born. Eric keeps saying those are great. I haven't seen any of those, but I saw the first two Born movies, uh, which Clive Owen was in the first one. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one was good. Uh, the second one made me physically ill to watch uh, because it was one of those where everything is all shaky and uh, close up. Yeah. What? 
Why did that become a thing? I don't know. Who thought that was a good idea? Uh, idiots. Idiots with no attention. Most Span. likely. Most likely. Uh, I haven't seen the third born. Um, I saw the second transporter, but I didn't see the other two. Uh, and it was enjoyable and a bad kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, not as hopped up as that would have. Uh, it not as good as shoot. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. It was almost like a cartoon. Yeah. Like, you couldn't take it too seriously. Like, sometimes you're watching an action movie, and you're like, wow, this is really cool. And then, and then just, and then after a while, it's just, like, kind of mundane because of all the boring, like, gunshots. I mean, right, it just gets right. boring, even though it's action packed. It's just, I don't know, it's just kind of lame or whatever. But this, I think, like, uh, Die Hard sort of set the standard for action movies back in the 80s. Yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah, it was a great movie. And, uh, you know, um... Cobra. I never saw Cobra. <laughs> it was pretty bad. That's what I hear. Uh, <laughs> Although, there is this great line where, uh, Stallone kills a guy in the grocery at the beginning. The very beginning, the first scene of the movie, kills a guy, and he goes, Clean up on aisle four. It's <laughs> pretty hilarious. Uh, that's something I noticed this time around watching this movie. Uh, was that the the one liners? Yeah. After he would just kill a bunch of people. Like, you better eat your vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. I just uh, like I usually hate that shit, but here it just it worked that for was some reason. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Ah, it's such a good movie. Yeah. Uh, wow. I, thanks for picking it. Yeah, I'm legitimately surprised. I mean, I heard it was good, and like they're like, yeah, it's kind of an homage to you know some different you know action kind of elements, and you know you'll see uh, like you know you'll see what they're trying to tip their hat to, and but yeah, I didn't realize it was going to be so much fun. Yeah. yeah, it was a really fun movie. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good late night movie too. It kept me awake. You know? Yeah, it was like I was. I mean, I was excited that we were going to watch it, and you know, even after we just recorded a show, you know. But uh, you know, I was also kind of worried that you know maybe I was going to get tired at some point. But man, you know, it hyped me up. So I, I was wondering if it kept your neighbors awake too. Oh, fuck my neighbors! Who cares? <laughs> all those gunshots. Uh, I don't think they're here anyway. But you know, yeah, even I, if it did, yeah, screw those people. <laughs> what What if they came down one day and they just had like a basket of fruit, and they were like, "Hey." We're sorry. We we realize we tromp tromp around on the floor like we're some sort of herd of zebras. Can we just make amends and hang out? And, yeah. Watch no. Them. Fuck them. <laughs> watch chips. Not gonna happen. I am that unforgiving. Uh, they can. I'll take the basket of fruit, <laughs> but uh, I will not invite them in my house, and I will not make amends with them. I will eat their fruit and not thank them for it. No. And then throw the empty basket at the ceiling whenever they make noise. What if they were just having a bad day? Every day. Every day for the past <laughs> six months? I don't know. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to find a scenario where you'd hang out with your neighbors. I would never hang out with my neighbors. <laughs> Not these neighbors, anyway. <laughs> Not the loud, obnoxious types. Yeah, no. Not the ones who wake me up at 7 o'clock in the morning on Sundays. Yeah, that is kind of annoying. Especially when I've just gone to bed at like 5. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that would be annoying. Yeah, yes it, yes it is. 
It is. It's very annoying. So I, uh, you know, you have 18 roommates or something like that, and I can never live with another person in my house. Because, you know, I just, I, I, I couldn't stand the noise and the other people. They do syncretic behaviors. Yeah, yeah. And the the little vendettas and <laughs> it's kind of fun. It's like it's like I live in this little reality show because, I mean, you know, I mean, there's stuff that happens there that annoys me every once in a while. But usually, it's just like I just sit in the basement and draw. Yeah. And then, like I swear, every single one of them will come to me and be like, ah, "Can you believe what the other two are doing?" Oh my god! <laughs> and that happens all the time. And it, it's it's sort of fun to like just see their. Uh, I mean, not that I'm saying I'm completely above it. Every once in a while, I'm right, like, right. I'm like, man, that fucking guy. What's his problem? But, <laughs> but it, it's it's just kind of funny that you know I feel like the camera on a reality show where they they come and like just tell you everything that they hate about the their uh, flatmates or whatnot. Yeah, you uh, you definitely are sort of the uh, uh, sort of the den mother of that house. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, I'm only at your house, like, you know, once, maybe twice a week at most. Right. You know, and, like, every time, you know, one of them is always coming up to you, like, you know, away from the others, you know, and just bitching about something or complaining. That's, or, that's kind of fun. Or, or wondering, you know, should we have a house meeting? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I missed the house meeting. We used to do that. It's been months. We used to do it every month. And we'd air the grievances. Yeah. Now I think just... They just don't care anymore. They're just like, we're going to move out in three months. Right, right. <laughs> just let it go to hell. There's like food on the countertops and nobody cares anyway. There's no toilet paper. People hide in toilet paper in their rooms. It's seriously, it's gotten that bad. There's like toilet paper under people's beds and none in the bathroom. <laughs> so if you come over and you need to poo, let me know before. Right. Because my, my bathroom, the, there's a... Okay, there's a bathroom in the basement where I live. Right. It's always stocked. Right. I keep it stocked. Right. Right. But the one upstairs, you might want to... You might want to... I usually don't use that one, though, and I'm usually downstairs <laughs> anyway, so... There's, like, a TP war going on in the... That's the ridiculous. Top level of the house. They're five, right? They're five, They're five years, years old. old. They're kids. <laughs> I'm living with pure <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, take a break. And we'll be back. Yes, sounds like a plan. We're at we're at a beer. Yeah, we are. We, we drank we drink the, the rest of the six pack. All the soda beer. Yeah, if you've listened to the previous episode, you'll know that we bought shitty beer. Shitty beer. Warsteiner Radler. Yeah. Nowhere near as good as Warsteiner. And as bad as it was, we drank the entire thing in three four hours. Yeah, and it wasn't that great. No. And I, I but feel, it was beer. I feel like I drink like four glasses of chocolate milk. That's about how drunk I am. <laughs> It, it, it was just more sweet than anything yeah. else. Yeah. It was, yeah, I don't drink soda pop at all. Right. Like, it's been... I think I've had a root beer in the last four years, and that was it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That, it was it was very sweet. It, it tasted like I was drinking Coca-Cola. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll be back in a minute. Or two. Or four. <laughs> Whatever song this will be. Yeah. Uh, all right. See ya. Stop me. Please just stop me. <laughs> we'll be back. Is it your turn to pick something next?
a good band <laughs> at least i actually uh i bought their album after hearing the judgment night soundtrack <laughs> because uh, i was like wow that, that song was great the uh another body murdered song yeah. um their album not so great that <laughs> was the one good song they recorded wow at least i mean maybe they have like seven albums who knows i just bought one at the used record store second time mm-hmm. but uh it sucked yeah uh I can't even remember the song from the Judgment Night soundtrack. It was uh, the one with Faith No More. Okay. Uh, 
it's still kind of escaping me. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's been a while since I've listened to that. Oh, I'll have to bust it on drawing that. Ooh, really? Uh, I remember some good stuff on that. Yeah, album. there's like, like a, a Slayer and Ice T, <laughs> Sonic Youth. I think Sir Mix a Lot, Mud Honey, all yeah. kinds of. Uh, Helmet and. House of Pain? House of Pain, yep. Uh, that was the, that was one of those. I was talking the other day with one of my friends about how there's a few soundtracks that have, like. They're just really good soundtracks, even if the movie's forgettable. Right. Um, because they had brand new songs by all these great bands, like. Right. Uh, like Less Than Zero was one of them. Uh, even Ford Fairlane, the yeah, Andrew yeah. S. Clay, like they all had great rock soundtracks <clears throat> from that time period, and Judgment Night, of course, being one of them because right. they actually spent time and like had had the artists record new songs. Yeah. I remember one of my favorite CDs when I was like you know fourteen years old was uh, the Crow soundtrack. Oh yeah, it's a good one. I guess it was probably no, was like fifteen. 15 Hen- Henry Rollins was on there. Henry Rollins, uh, Nine Inch Nails. Oh, yeah, Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, I love that nice. I think it's a Joy Division cover, and that's yeah, an awesome yeah. song. Dead Souls. There. And, uh, the Rollins song is a cover, too, I believe. It's like a. Can't remember the guy's I, name. I know the Pantera song was a cover. The yeah. Badge was Poison Idea, I think. Yeah, and, uh. Yeah, Rollins did Ghost Rider. Yeah, they were like, we're doing a comic book movie, Henry. And he's like, <laughs> he's like all right. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, no, not not Ghost Rider. Oh well, whatever. Yeah. Uh, who else is on that? Violent Femmes, Machines of Loving Grace. Yeah. Uh, God damn it! My life with the Thrill Kill Cult. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. That was a good soundtrack. Yeah. Kind of uh, uh, embodied the time period. Yeah. Musically, yeah. it's it's probably where. Uh, I'm, I uh, matured my musical taste and stunted it all at the same time. Because <laughs> uh, I pretty much can't get past uh, 1998 or so as far as music goes anymore. I can't get past 98 as far as my clothes go. <laughs> like, like I still literally have T-shirts that that I that I was wearing when I was 14, and I like and the, yeah, basically dress the same. I still have my chucks and my my pants that are I don't know. Yeah. I just can't. I can't get in with the fashion. I mean, yeah, I've never been a fashionable guy. I mean, I guess I wear like a, you know, better underwear because, yeah. you know, obviously you bought new underwear. I've bought new underwear. Yeah. I've updated with the times. Yeah. But my socks are argyles now instead of like the uh, the the white ones with the the gray like yeah. the gray heel. Yeah, I don't. Know. I wear black socks for the most part because mm-hmm. uh, when I do my laundry, I can just throw all my clothes and see. Yeah, in one load. That makes sense. Yeah, don't have to deal with the whites. Uh, and pretty much uh, all my clothes buying habit is pretty much well. Is this acceptable for work? Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, my pajamas are acceptable for my work attire. <laughs> In, f- in fact, I think my roommate has worn his pajamas to work before, I believe. Uh, Matt? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I think he's worn his superhero pants. I don't, maybe not. Wow. This paj- you know those pajama pants? Yeah, yeah, I've seen them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're hilarious. It's like a thousand like little squares with uh, Wonder Woman and Aquaman's faces yeah, all over yeah. it. Superman. <laughs> So yeah, what are we reading, buddy? Oh yeah, it's uh, I got I get to pick a comic. Um, uh, picking a comic I've read before. I don't know if you've read it or not. Okay, should I pretend as if I haven't? If I uh, have, 
Maybe. I don't know. Okay, I'll do it. Uh, I do know that it's been like at least seven years since I read this. Okay, so it'll be sort of fresh. Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, and uh, I'm going to just go ahead and explain. When I got this book originally, I got it at Space. Back in like 2000, 2001. Okay. Uh, you and I were there, and I think it was one of the, the ones where we just went to the show. Uh-huh. Uh, like when we, were, we didn't have a table or anything. Uh, one of our unproductive years. Yeah. Well, they're all unproductive <laughs> for me, but... Uh, uh, yeah, I met these guys, and they seemed really nice, and I bought their first issue, and they had some buttons, which I thought were cool, and... For the longest time, I wore one of the buttons on my coat. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's uh, Teenagers from Mars by uh, Rick Spears and Rob G. Nice. I have read that, okay. but it's been a long time. Yeah. It's, it'll, I'll have forgotten most of it, I'm sure. Do you own it? Or? I have the single issues, okay. I believe. Okay. I believe. Do you know where they are? I think they're actually at my mom's house. A lot of my old comics are at my mom's house. I'll Just, try uh, to dig them out. because right, uh, I found mine recently, so... That's cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, looking forward to to reading that again. Uh, sort of, uh, uh, kind of related, but almost unrelated. I was uh, uh, doing a, a web search. There was a comic I was reading over the past year called uh, "The Pirates of Coney Island." Okay. Yeah. Uh, and. It was an eight-issue series, and as far as I know, and as far as I could find online, issues seven and eight never came out. Okay. And so I was looking just to see if maybe they did come out, and I just, you know, plum forgot, and Mavericks never ordered me a copy, because that's kind of the <laughs> thing that Mavericks does. We like to do that. Yeah. And, uh, just ask Joe G. We forgot to order his comic book comics number three. <laughs> We're idiots. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but anyway, uh, but yeah, as far as I can tell, those those books never came out. And uh, when I was doing the search, it occurred to me that Rick Spears wrote those, and like I had completely forgotten that, and that was pretty much the only reason I picked it up in the first place hmm. was because uh, I enjoyed Teenagers from Mars so much when I first read it that I still occasionally checked out, you know, what he was doing whenever he would do something new, and it turned out. Pirates was pretty good. It just never finished. Never finished. I, I, uh, I've never read it. I like the art though. I thought it was cool art. Yeah, uh, Vasily Lolos or something. Like that. It, it always reminded me of uh, Jamie Hewlett, sort of. Yeah, it's kind of uh, Jamie Hewlett or uh, almost even Brenda McCarthy a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe not so much Brenda McCarthy. I can see that though. Yeah. Oh, I always get confused. Which like, one was the one that created the gorillas? The gorilla. Oh, that was Jamie Hewlett. Jamie Hewlett. Okay. Yeah. So then, yeah, Jamie Hewlett. Then mm. that's as far as that goes. Then yeah. So, well, well, I'll, I'll screw Ben and McCarthy. I'll try to keep an eye out for that. No. I'll try uh, to keep an eye out for seven and eight if they do exist. Yeah, I don't think they do though. Uh, I did a pretty extensive search uh, in Google and mm. you know went down half. Halfway down the first page, and it was pretty much all I needed to know. Yeah, no, 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 no need to go any further. <sighs> it's sweet. 
Also, teenagers. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, let me know if you can't find your issues. Okay. And I'll, uh, I'll lend you mine. Oh, man. I just served my mom's today, too. Yeah. I assembled a recliner. She just bought a new recliner, recliner from the Lazy Boy in Fairborn. Nice. And I put it together for her. I could use some new recliners myself. You know, she's trying to get rid of her old one. Are they in good condition? It It's in good condition, other than it smells like cigarettes and like some sort of uh, hair products because it was my cousin's and she smokes and like has all these like foofy you know smelly things. Yeah. yeah. So it has this weird odor. Like it, like you, if you sniff it, you, you can't really tell what it is. Like you can't smell cigarettes, but it's like cigarettes and uh, right. foofy stuff mixed together, and it smells a little yeah. little 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 gross. Okay then. Well, never mind. It's free though. Uh, yeah, I've got enough gross smelling things in my apartment that I don't need it anymore. All right. Uh, myself included. Understand. Yeah. Uh, I just want to sit here and look at the pretty earth. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man by, who's that, Charles, that's not Charles Vess, is it? It's J.H. Williams. Really? Yeah. Wow. I know, looks a lot like Charles Vess stuff. Yeah. Those guys are good. Yes, uh, yes they are. Man, we should somehow, uh... <sighs> Just hook it up where uh, your screensaver plays when people download the show, so they can see all this awesome art montage that we that we see in the background. Yeah, like every time there's like, because there's like you know 900 awesome drawings by anywhere from Art Adams to Brian Bolin, and then all of a sudden there's like some beautiful naked lady. Yeah, and then I'll go back to 900 awesome drawings, <laughs> and then like every time you hear us both go, uh, <laughs> it's because some beautiful naked lady just popped up. <laughs> And people could share in the joy, you know. Yeah. Uh, I guess we could do a, a video podcast. And, you know, that would just be the video. <laughs> yeah, <right>? exactly. <laughs> no one wants to look at our mugs. No. Including me. Yeah. That's one thing, like, you know, I try to find podcasts. Uh, I tried to find one last week uh, as a joke. Uh, oh, because, yeah. Because uh, you love Magic the Gathering. Yeah, oh, yeah I do. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you get incredibly excited <laughs> over a magic I, card last week. I was feigning excitement and for the benefit of the customer. I was the only customer there and there would be oh, no benefit. I think you're right. I <laughs> forgot. I think I think it was just me, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, I was excited because we opened this really cool foil rare. <laughs> it was Noble Hierarch. <laughs> He's awesome. <laughs> Tap Tap to add one green, white, or blue to your mana pool. <laughs> we sold it though. I believe we sold it for like twenty-five bucks. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I was trying to find a magic podcast for us to listen to as a joke, and I would say probably sixty percent of them. Or video podcasts. Uh, nobody wants to see that. I don't ever want to see magic fans <laughs> talking about magic in the store, let alone in my free time <laughs> at home. I would like to hear a good, like, audio one. Like, we're. Right. Like, like, because I know there's some magic guys that are. Oh, there's a large, <laughs> large percentage of them that take it way too seriously. But there's a few, like, really witty, like, just kind of cool right. guys that play it for fun. And I would love to hear like one of them doing a a podcast about magic. That right. it would probably be funny. I would. 
I wouldn't mind listening to one if if I knew that it was going to be funny. But then you know, there's the whole fact of you'd have to listen you have to, to, it to t- find out, test them out, right? Yeah. Which I mean, I guess at this point, you know, I can just sympathize with anyone who may be testing our show. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, is this funny? And no, <laughs> yeah, no, it is not good. We are wasting your time and ours. And ours, but you know, our time means nothing. <laughs> I, maybe there's a review, like on iTunes, of Magic Podcasts that they like, uh, like yeah. this one's really funny or something. Yeah, uh, iTunes reviews, huh? Yeah, that's a novel concept. Wow, someone. How, how does a how does a fella get one of those things? Uh, I don't know, but uh, I think that uh, if you get our show off of iTunes, uh, you can go to the iTunes Store where our show is located. Really. And give us a review. That would be so helpful. It would be helpful to to help uh, promote the show a little since we only have the one listener as it is. So maybe you're saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're saying maybe, I think. We could almost have two. I think you're saying Pat should do an iTunes review. Pat should give us an iTunes review. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. (laughs) Maybe I'll mention that to him sometime. Oh, you should. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, tell the story about how you fucked up, uh, uh, we almost had another listener. Oh, we almost had another listener, yeah. Don't mention names, but... Okay. We'll call him Fred Flintstone. Alright. He was in the store the other day, and he said, he was giving the show a try, he checked it out, and he was listening along and enjoying it, and all of a sudden, I started trashing Indiana Jones and the... Uh, geriatric skull or whatever, what was it called? Kingdom of the Crystal King, Skull. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> and he loved that movie. So he said he didn't... He got even, offended. He got offended and turned it off. And I was like, well, did, did you know Eric actually, you know, what do you think of him defending it? You know, And he's like, oh, I didn't make it that far. <laughs> he just went ahead and turned it off. So we almost had our second listener. And yeah. I fucked it up yet again. Like, I do everything. Yeah. Well, the part that I'm most surprised at is that it was you that offended it someone, was me. not me. Yeah. When apparently I seem to go out of my way to offend anyone that I can. May, well, maybe people like that. People dig that. It could be. Uh, well, if Pat leaves us an iTunes review, he can tell me whether he digs that or not. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I dig the offensive nature. <laughs> All right. So, next week, Teenagers from Mars. Teenagers from Mars. And Children in Heat. And we don't care. <laughs> Alright, uh, good night everyone! Yeah. Happy, uh, it's still Abe Lincoln's birthday. No, it's not. No, it's Friday the 13th now. Oh. Yeah, it's Jason Voorhees' birthday. Yeah. Wow, it is. That's quite. That's what I get from the trailer. It's quite different from Abe Lincoln. Today's his birthday? Well, maybe. Yeah. Abe's taller. Yeah, I don't know. I've never heard either of them speak. Uh, neither have I. Um, both on. Pretty sure both of them come from watery graves and uh, kill people. That's well, true. Kill true. people who have sex. Yes, and they're both on the penny. Okay, yeah. you're right. They are yeah. basically the same. Yep. Basically the same guy. Basically. Ne- never seen them in the same place at the same time. Nope. Abe loved hockey. He was from Quebec. Yeah. Little known fact. Wow. Uh. Quebec or whatever. Yeah. Quebec. I don't know. 
I don't know. I'm, I'm not French. I'm learning more French. I've I've, yeah. I've got eight lessons down now. Yeah, you eventually getting to the point where you could actually <clears throat> ask a woman to sleep with you. <laughs> well, that's the entire goal of the French language. I've yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm to the point where I can ask them. Uh, I can say. Uh, <laughs> It means I mean, would you like to drink some wine in my place? Uh, see? So I'm getting yeah, there. Yeah, I'm yeah, so yeah. close. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, two more lessons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm. Wow. Uh, I should. <laughs> I went to. It was my mom's birthday yesterday, and uh, well, not yesterday, but the day before. Because uh, technically today is now. Uh, Tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow anyway, like Grant Morrison script. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, we we went to this Mexican restaurant. My mom is Puerto Rican, and she walked in, and the first brown person she saw, she just started speaking Spanish to, and she pretty much spoke Spanish the entire time we were there. And it was, uh, and she mentioned something about me to the waiter, and you know, I had to say, you know, I understand you a little bit. Oh, did you say it? Yeah. How, how do you say it? I said, I understand you a little bit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I meant in another language. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> also, they were the tiniest Mexicans I've ever seen in my life. Really? They had. They, I don't think the the tallest one could have maxed out at like four nine. They were just incredibly tiny, and like you know, they would they would still come out and bring your food. They'd have like the the oven mitt that goes up to your shoulder, carrying seven plates of you know <laughs> fajitas and refried greens. Well, there, there's there's Mexicans that are four nine at the uh, the Mexican restaurant by my work, but well, I think that's because they're ten. They're all ten years old. Yeah, <laughs> there's like two of them that work there that are maybe in violation of some sort of labor law. Probably, but uh, we're not going to turn them in because it's good food. It is really good food, and they're learning work ethic, work ethic at a young age. Damn straight. That's what more kids need. That that's these what this days. country needs. Yep. Obama can't give us everything. No, but he sure can try. Yeah. I thought he almost gave me something today. Though. I oh, checked, the uh, stimulus check? Well, I checked my my uh, my account balance because I got paid today, and uh, it was a little bit more than you know what yeah, I usually get. Yeah, uh-huh. And I was like, Obama's keeping his yeah, word. Yeah, Change is coming. He's doing it up. Yeah, but it turns out it was just my uh, state tax return. <laughs> my my eighteen dollars state tax well, return. I'm sure he had to push that through, though. Well, could be, maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I gotta go to bed, so yeah. uh, get the fuck out. Happy Friday the 13th. Alright, I'm out. Alright. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Gutter Trash can be downloaded at www.guttertrash.net iTunes, Podcast Alley, and FeedBurner. You can also find us at myspace.com slash guttertrash underscore net, seanborn.net, and buyerbewarecomics.blogspot.com. Contact us at eric at guttertrash.net or jason at guttertrash.net. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. We'll see you next time.